Coming up on episode 60 of Anchor Persons. Dial M for mayo. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Faux snow? Oh no! Race ghost! What's news? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the northwest, the land of trees and rivers, now in 60 shades of gray, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows. News shows. There you go, really uh, kind of eliding that middle part there this time, aren't you? <laughs> Let's get into oh, tonight's shit. story beats. Gene, do you smell toast? <laughs> I can draw a clock. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then you're fit to podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. The RNC voted to declare the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol as legitimate political discourse. But you know what? No. No. Debate, writing your congressman, protesting are legitimate political discourse. When you add insurrection and sedition into the equation, at best, it's a botched gender reveal party. Iowa Republicans want to monitor teachers on camera, but we already have that. It's called OnlyFans. As they well know. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg lost $2 billion last week as Facebook stock continued to sink, causing Zuckerberg to be removed from the list of 10 wealthiest Americans. In related news, homelessness, poverty, hunger, medical care, rampant usury continue to be issues in America for American citizens who are human beings. But man... Super sad news about that Tom 10 list. The new Jackass movie is number one at the box office, suggesting that maybe America is going to be all right after all. NASA has announced that the International Space Station will plunge into the sea in 2031. They didn't point to any specific target. It's just by 2031, seawater will be the only target on the surface of the Earth. The Biden administration is deporting migrants without allowing them to apply for asylum, citing Omicron, because it sure would be bad if Omicron got into the United States. Sure would. A worker at Home Depot stole over $387,000 in real money, replacing it with counterfeit bills. She might not have wanted to if Home Depot hadn't already stolen most of her labor value and her soul, replacing it with the occasional pizza party. Citing inflation, the head of the Bank of England has asked workers not to ask for raises which will make for very funny viewing at his public trial for crimes against the proletariat. Build-A-Bear Workshop has announced a new After Dark edition of their stuffed animals. In reaction to this news, Prince Andrew began to hyperventilate. Now, hold on just for a second, Gene, because I didn't check on this when you sent me your notes, but is that real? Yeah. It's, fine, great. You can find it on the Build-A-Bear site. It's not that lusty. Okay, so it's not you're not building them with fuck holes. No, 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 no. Like, okay, okay. So it's like this is for like plushies. These oh. are just really like romantic build a bears, and there's one with little devil horns. 
Okay, so this is like this is like cutesy romantic couples date at Build a Bear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like you're you're gonna pay seventy dollars for a medium sized teddy bear. I I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. It's it doesn't seem too perverted. I'm okay. Andrew Cuomo is reportedly planning a political comeback, back to 1960 a time when sexual harassment in the workplace was cool and fun. Well, enough about the news. It's time for main news. Okay, so this this is another one of these uh, mayo-eater crimes, and I know that we're supposed to ignore the fact that all these crimes are being committed by people who eat mayonnaise. But, I mean, why don't we just be honest about what's happening in this country. Um, the, the upshot is, is a fatal hit and run that stemmed from a fight between friends over mayonnaise has ended with a Western Iowa man being sentenced to life in prison. Wow. So what had happened is you got these two friends, right? And they're out at a bar, they're drinking, they're eating. And the killer, uh, a Mr. Earlbacher put mayonnaise on the food of his friend, Mr. Solberg. Now, Mr. Solberg quite reasonably, um, you know, got pissed off and they got in a fist fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no call for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There is no reason to ever put mayonnaise on anyone's food. That's not what I said. Anyone else's food. Certainly your own food. That's your choice. But you don't you don't apply condiments to anyone else's food. Yeah, that's that's fucked up, honestly. I I am trying to imagine what I would do if somebody just put mayonnaise on my food and I might punch them. Right. I really might. At that point you're kind of asking for it. But but what happened here was uh they get in a fight. Earl Bacher, the killer, leaves in his truck making threats to hurt Solberg and others. And then, um, then, uh, later that night, Earl Bacher sees Solberg standing outside a cafe, runs him down with his truck and then doubles back and ran over him twice more. Jesus. Yeah. And then, and then called the guy's brother to say that he had just killed his brother. Holy shit. And his defense attorney unsuccessfully sought to reduce the charge to second degree murder, arguing that he'd acted recklessly because he was drunk and didn't intend to kill him. But that's patently false. Right. He did intend to kill him. That's horrible. That's a horrible thing to do to someone. And then to phone the brother about it, that's really fucked up too. See, that's the thing. That's psychopath shit. Yeah. And this is this is what I've been saying about people who need who eat mayonnaise. Well, hang is on. It- hang on there, mister. I eat mayonnaise and I'm not a psychopath. I would never like run you down with my truck and then call your brother to let you, let him know. Or rub it in. I would never do that. I mean, I'm just saying I don't like, even own maybe, a truck. Maybe mayonnaise affects some people differently. I'm just saying we need to put a hold on mayonnaise until we can figure out what the hell's going on. No, 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 no. I need my mayo. 
See, but it's it's that kind of talk that that frightens people. What you know? You know what? You know what? There are a select few things I enjoy mayonnaise with. There is nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with you having a problem with mayonnaise. I don't care. People like what they like. Why? Why you gotta make it like it's something about their character? You're a I mean, horrible I'm, person, Greg. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you don't see Miracle Whip eaters being charged with murder. Yeah, you do. I'm sure. I'm sure plenty I, of Miracle Whip. I mean, have you have you ever heard of a, a Miracle Whip related murder story like this one? I wonder if this was a Miracle Whip related murder story. I wonder if if homeboy who ended up getting killed was a big fan of Miracle Whip and he was just maybe egging on this other guy a little too hard and this other guy like granted what he did was over the line but I don't know maybe the dude had it coming see the mayonnaise eaters folks they say they believe in peace (laughs) but Then, then the threats come. I'm not threatening anyone. <laughs> Mayonnaise, the religion of peace, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on to my story. <laughs> let's do. So in Western Australia, a 40-year-old man named Yaron Scott Dimer, could, it might be Deemer, I'm not sure, cut a hole in a perimeter fence and smashed a padlock in an effort to break into the pound and free his best friend, a dog. Dimer pleaded guilty to criminal trespass and damages and was fined $1,100. The dog was unregistered, you see, and had been impounded, giving birth to seven puppies the next day after impound. He wasn't admonished for loving his dog, because it's fine that he loves his dog, but he was criticized for the way he went about this. Apparently, it's the second such break-in that they've had to encounter at that pound. At least this one was at night. During the first one, it was during the day when there were still employees there and it scared a bunch of people. Uh, Dimer admitted that the heist was a silly mistake. And the quote is, I was drunk at the time and pissed off. Checks out. Uh, He still has the dog and intends to register her as soon as possible. Dimer has given away the seven puppies from her litter. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Maybe the pound should stop abducting people's dogs and then they wouldn't have people trying to get in and rescue their dog but if it's not registered not every do- how, how are you gonna know well just leave the dog alone what's he doing you know uh, is, is he- no 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 wild dogs in the streets <laughs> have killed children and stuff this this happens in this country as long as you don't feed the dog mayonnaise you know what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> the uh, the Winter Olympics, which you've probably forgotten, was even on uh, because I did indeed. Yep. Yeah, it, exactly. It is has the lowest numbers for ratings for any Olympics since they started tracking ratings for the Olympics. Yeah. And um, one thing about it that is kind of funny, kind of sad, like so much in our modern era. Mm-hmm. All the snow is fake. I did not it's, know that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's real snow in the sense that it's made from like frozen water vapor, right? Uh huh. But, but it's fake snow in the sense that they have these massive machines over all these slopes, just 
pumping this snow into the air to make snow for people to compete on because there just wasn't any. Wow. And these things are massively pollutive. And they're like, probably the future of how we have snow. Right. If we have snow at all, it'll be something that rich people do to kill the planet. Like, there will still be places where you can go skiing. There'll be a lot fewer of them. It'll cost a lot more. And it'll be terrible for the environment. Yeah. Well, that's a super fun story. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Okay. On to my next, uh, which is also sports related in a sense. So it's like this week we have a uh, segment on sports. Daniel Asif, 51, is accused of intentionally driving the wrong way on the 215 Beltway in Las Vegas. He was charged with attempted murder, DUI, and battery with a deadly weapon after crashes with the vehicle. Tuesday, he had a court hearing, and he told the judge that he only went the wrong way on the freeway because... The ghost of Dale Earnhardt, the NASCAR driver, had had told him to drive the wrong way to get the mayor's attention and bring NASCAR back to Las Vegas. Hmm. Well, I think the important question here... Oh, am I interrupting? No. I think the important question in here is, did it work? I don't think it did. Um, and it's also notable that at the time of the incident, SF had both heroin and methamphetamine in his system. Hmm. That's a that's a wicked combo there. Bail was set at five hundred thousand dollars. Well, that is pretty much the combo that you would take if you wanted to see a ghost. Right, right. And, Espec especially and, a ghost of a NASCAR driver. Right. I mean, he, he had a need for speed, as his blood test indicates, and also smack. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I actually, I have another car story okay. uh, that just dropped today. Yeah, sure. Okay, so in Seattle, Mazda drivers encountered a very uh, interesting glitch. All right, so dig this. Cars between 2014 and 2017 model Mazdas. Uh -huh. that were turned into that were tuned into a certain Seattle radio station KUOW 94.9 on the dial which is the NPR station mm -hmm. their radios got fried and now they can only play that station they can never change the channel that is remarkable because the the computer signal from the radio station talking to the computer of the radio in the car apparently it tried to send some kind of a file through the thing without the correct metadata and it broke the radio forever wow that sounds like a class action lawsuit yeah i mean nobody actually wants to listen to npr right you want to tune to npr for five minutes to feel sort of virtuous about yourself and then you want to listen to something you enjoy right so i mean to actually be forced to listen to npr forever is some twilight zone level hell i mean th these are monsters so they they have the technology if they paid for the upgraded stereo they can just stream radio through their iphone through sync or, or their android well 
I mean, they're gonna have to do something now because they don't. Uh, I mean, wh- who listens to the radio anymore, anyway? Some people, apparently. I don't know. Like, people actually listen to the radio. I'm flabbergasted by that. All right, an Oregonian woman uh, was lured into believing that she was training to be a drug enforcement administration agent by a man pretending to be her supervisor. His name was Robert Edward Golden. He is 41 years old, and he is accused of impersonating a DEA special agent using false credentials to gain information from residents and installing blue and red emergency lighting in his car to navigate traffic. (laughs) Apparently, he kept a tactical vest in his car with DEA police patches on it, two body armor plate carriers, handcuffs, badges, and an AR-15 style rifle, which turned out to be a BB gun. Um, A police officer, I guess at one point spotted one of the vests in the trunk of his car and approached him. And he explained that he was a sworn federal agent and that he and his trainee were both, quote, feds working in Portland. He then told the woman to show the officer her face fake badge. And the pair were transferred that night to DEA investigators. Golden then admitted the credentials were fake and uh, at that point, he claimed that he and the lady were really into cosplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, he, and he admitted that at one point he had broken up a fight by shouting police and holding up his badge like an officer. Hmm. So why, though? I I don't know. I, I'm thinking it was like there's a there's a documentary on Netflix about a guy who pretended to be an MI6 agent who strung a bunch of people along. And I wonder if it's something like that where he was trying to engineer some kind of... He was definitely running some kind of game, but I think it was a scam game or a sex game. It's one of the two. Well, I mean, it's either... Because we know that there's a few reasons why people typically impersonate federal agents. Uh, one is for tacos. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other is to steal money or, or trick people into having sex with them. So it's got to be one of those three things. Are there any tacos mentioned in the story? Did they go to Taco Bell? They they did not go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell was not mentioned at all in the story. So it's unlikely that that was a dimension of what was happening here. Okay. So we've eliminated that. So this woman, she just meets this guy and he says, hey, I'm a DEA agent. And and he's like, do you want to work for the DEA? And she was like, sure. Do I have to come to an office or anything? And he's like, nah, nah. Just we do all our DEA police work in our car. There's there's got to be more to this story. If you happen to see more about this later, do let me know because I am curious. Oh, I I sure will. I sure will. Um, Are you familiar with the music producer Steve Albini? I am. He was a he was the guy who helped uh, Nirvana get off their feet. Indeed. Well, he uh, went on Twitter uh, the other day. And he pointed out correctly, I feel, that uh, Juggalos are better than Deadheads. Oh, for sure. And, Without yeah, question. 100%. And then um, argued that if ICP can learn from their problematic lyrics, Joe Rogan should be able to properly apologize for the things that he said on his show. Well, yeah, and, I, I think he should be able to properly apologize for the things that he said on his show. I don't know that he has actually properly apologized yet. 
I I have no interest in learning. I don't. Yeah, neither do you I. Tell me honestly, with Joe Rogan, I don't give a single shit. Albini, though, he says uh, on Twitter, "Yes, I'm saying the Juggalos are good, a non-judgmental, inclusive community for people on the fringe, built on a beautiful communion they call family. They remind me of punk slash queer chosen families, and I love them. I haven't heard much of the music. It's atrocious. Who cares?" And I think that that is dead on in every detail. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That is awesome. Yeah, because they, they love the worst band in the world. Like, But that, but that is a bond that holds them together. And, and, you know, real families sometimes have less than that. Exactly. I mean, they're, you know, the, the Juggalos are beautiful dirtbags who, and here's the thing, like back in the day, Mm -hmm. Juggalos used to be kind of shitty because ICP was kind of shitty. Right. And then ICP kind of evolved and they said to their fans, we're going to be good now. And their fans were just like, all right, goodness, we're into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why don't more people start cults just to get people to be good to each other? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's too tempting along the way to, to steer it into like, you know, really it's, it's, most of the people who start cults are just like sex maniacs in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Like even, even Applewhite from uh, Heaven's Gate, he was just, he was like an extreme anti-sex maniac. Because he couldn't cope with his own sexuality. Yeah, that's, that's rough, man. If I ever start, if I ever start a cult, it's going to be everybody's a sex maniac. But yeah. we're going to be very self-aware and very intentional about it. So let's move on to another story. Um, a body found along a national forest trail in Georgia, um, full, fully clothed, but just lying in the weeds and bushes um, and wearing white socks, was mistaken for a dead body. Mm -hmm. So it really looks like this was a sex doll. And... Uh, Yet again, I think we're just so accustomed to seeing the awful stuff that we're reversing the trend. You know, as we discussed before in this podcast, people see a mannequin or a, a body. They think it's a mannequin. People are now seeing mannequins and thinking they're bodies. Right. You would you would just assume, of course, it's a dead body. They probably dropped dead of COVID. Right. Right. Well, if you find a body in the woods, kind of dressed in white socks and lingerie. <laughs> Okay, okay. You, you might not assume it was COVID that got them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I that's mean, true. you'd that's probably true. assume that that, I mean, that sounds like the work of a serial killer to me. Anyway, they, they nicknamed the victim Selena and said, basically made a public statement that if you know Selena or responsible for her where, whereabouts, just rest assured no DNA was collected, you're safe. Please be more responsible with your littering. That's... Well, and here's the thing. I think when you when you dump something in the woods, it's because you really don't want anybody to find it, right? Right. So this guy is not going to come forward and be like, oh, yeah, that's mine. Gosh, I was wondering where I left that. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to be found out. Yeah, but I, I want to know what kind of money he's making to be able to just toss out one of those. Because it looked like a pretty high-end sex doll. And okay, those things so are thousands have... and thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's going to run you like six grand for a real doll. Or 
I mean, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I remember I'm just saying at the time that I saw a documentary about them on, I think HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like three thousand at least, and that was like that was over ten years ago. So one would assume they're probably up around six by now. Well, here's a. Uh... Here's an interesting story about uh, automation replacing humans, much like sex dolls have done. Uh-huh. Um, Tesla autopilot uh, crashed a car into a cop car and hits the cop as the driver sat watching a movie. <laughs> you're, you're driving a car. You shouldn't be watching a movie. Yeah, but I mean, well, these people are dum dums. Yeah, you know, it'd be really funny that... if the movie was Speed. Oh, that would be good. That w- or really any movie with killer cars in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maximum Overdrive, Christine. Christine, a lot of Stephen King in that vein. He's scared of cars, I think, and rightly so. Yeah. They're really powerful, and it's wildly irresponsible to not drive one. <laughs> right. And instead watch a movie. Yeah, well, and, and the the uh, the driver, quote-unquote, uh, was a doctor. Um, I'm, I'm going to see if uh, they'll tell me which movie he was watching. Uh, doesn't look like... But here's the problem. Tesla owners are rich guys who are in a very important fundamental way quite dumb yeah whatever their profession might be they believe that elon musk is really smart and he said that it's autopilot and so they're like all right cool i'm gonna watch well and that's that's so it's so interesting that this keeps happening because like the word has been out for a while that that autopilot function is incredibly dangerous. Right. It's You shouldn't have it on at all. Right. Because even under ideal circumstances, it will get you a big fat ticket for rolling through stop signs. Right. It's not, it's not good. It's killed people, including people who were in the car that was on autopilot. Don't use it. But, you no, know, um, Elon Musk said it's safe, so... Well, other crashes involving Tesla's autopilot have resulted in at least 17 injuries and one death. Right. Crazy. Now, I've been through this whole article, and it doesn't look like they're going to tell me what the show was he was watching. I've got a crazy idea. Hmm. I think I know what it was. Did, Did former NASCAR legend... Dale Earnhardt ever do any movies? That's a good question. You know what? Let's do IMDb because I think this all connects. I think you've done Mm -hmm. some top-notch speculative journalism here. Oh, he was in Stroker Ace. That's cool. Mm. With Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. And then there are a couple of documentaries about Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, so it's basically... He's been in Stroker Ace and a bunch of uh, NASCAR documentaries. Okay, well, we'll have to assume it was a NASCAR documentary or Stroker Ace that, that was being watched. I mean, if he's watching Stroker Ace, I'm not mad at him. It's not Burt's best movie by a, a damn sight, but... Right. I mean, I love Burt Reynolds. Yeah, not 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 every movie can be Cannonball Run 2. 
<laughs> Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> not, e not even Cannonball Run. Well, I, you know, I'm partial to 2. Ask uh, Mindy St. Clair about it. Oh, yeah, I, I see. Uh, you, you, got, you watch it through your looking hole. All right, moving on to the next story. An interesting story for business. Peloton has laid off almost 3,000 of its employees. And uh, part of their severance is a 12-month subscription to the company's fitness service. Yeah, I saw that. That one's pretty good. Like... You're getting you're getting laid off. We're gonna fire you, but you know what? You're a really good customer. Have some coupons. It's messed up. I mean, free or not, that is the actual value of that would be so much more useful to those people. Well, if you want to talk about um, digital services that are uh, going away. The video game that the U.S. Army made for recruitment is mm. shutting down. You know, I'm, I'm sad to hear that the Army game is shutting down. They'll never shut down the Milk Force game. No, well, people love Milk Force. It's the best game. <laughs> they love uh, milking the cows. Mm -hmm. They love uh, pasteurizing the milk and they love delivering it to stores. Right. So that I mean, the milk force protects our strategic dairy surplus, which is actually, in fact, the thing we have. And it's a good thing that we have a professional fighting force mm -hmm. tasked with I, protecting it. I am super grateful for the service of every milkman and milk, milk woman. They are the the curds beneath our way they really are no. the cream of the crop there you go mm -hmm. that's the shit right there <laughs> right so they're canceling the army game huh well it looks like they've just petered out mm -hmm. and uh, they're not going to support it anymore because people have just kind of lost interest sure okay well um this is good news a uh, a machine just proved that Nuclear, nuclear fusion is more possible than we even realized. Uh, managing to sustain a, a fusion event for upwards of five seconds um, and generating a record-breaking 59 megajoules of sustained energy. Interesting. That is... Encouraging, even. That is really encouraging. So five seconds was the limit the, the machine could sustain before... Its magnets overheated, and the magnetic field helps contain these temperatures, these insane temperatures. But the amount of energy created there, he said that he said in five seconds the the fusion generated was around the same as a wind tur turbine, and could power one house's energy needs for a day. Five seconds. Mm -hmm. And if that were able to you know, be generated repeatedly, that could pretty much destroy the fossil fuel industry as we know it. Because, yeah, because well, fusion is, is damn near the cleanest energy source you're going to find. Honestly, I think, 
I think renewables, if we actually invested in them, mm -hmm. we really could do everything with renewals, renewables, but at the point at which we have, you know, working fusion power plants, there's really no excuse anymore. Right. And one of the problems with a lot of the renewables is they still use a lot of plastic and things that you can't get without fossil fuels. That's true. And that's a good point. But I mean, there's also a lot of pretty resource intensive shit that goes into building a fusion reactor. Well, that's true. Too, that's a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. But um, unlike nuclear fission, which generates a radioactive waste that lingers for millions of years... You know, fusion generates very little waste. Yeah, I mean, we can hope, man. I, I don't know if we'll be able to get all of our ducks in a row before the collapse of civilization, but by God, we can say we tried. And that's encouraging. I have another encouraging story if you want to hear it. Yeah, lay it on me. So in Australia, they have uh, they have invented a single-use plastic bag that is actually not plastic at all. It's made from cassava. Hmm. And... It dissolves in hot water in a couple of minutes, or mm -hmm. if just left on the, the ground, it'll, it'll dissolve in about six months, biodegrade completely. Okay. So this is, so it is a plastic that you can't get wet. This is the nope, plastic nope. we were talking about. Nope. It is a plastic that you can get wet as long as the water is cool. This is a step in the right direction. Okay. No, this is good. This is progress. Uh huh. So like if you're, if you're carrying... I don't know, a, a gallon of milk, say. Yeah. At what at what temperature does it say that do these things um, start, uh, it, start breaking down? It doesn't down? say. It just says it, they take around three minutes to dissolve in hot water. Okay. Well, that's still like if it if it has to be hot and it has to be around three minutes. Right. Then even with hot water, you probably got a few seconds before you're putting holes in the thing, right? Right. One would assume. Yeah. So, I mean, this will be all right. Again, a step in the right direction. We are trying to crawl our way out of the mess we've made for ourselves incrementally because that's how things happen, especially in science. But these increments are important. Well, do I think that science is going to save us? No. Uh, revolution will save us. But, you know, science is, is going to be revolution, a big part of it. Revolution isn't going to accomplish shit if you don't have some scientists to put some good stuff into work after the revolution. Just saying. No, no, you're right. You're right. But I mean, and well, unfortunately, you know, the, the revolution will be such an unleashing of human creativity. Finally, the fulfillment of human potential that um, we'll actually be able to implement these solutions and bring the future That'd be to great. the present. In the meantime... We settle for stories like this, where this guy named Matt Bonito uh, decided to just start taking random images from feature films and uh, photoshopping his dad, Don Bonito, into them. That rules. I like that. And uh, yeah, he's been in uh, The Shining and uh, Pulp Fiction, Titanic, a painting of dogs playing poker. He even uh, photoshopped him. Into uh, Pretty Woman, offering Julia Roberts a little toilet paper. That's great. Yeah. And he's just, a... he's just this really cute old man. I assume that's as, as part of like a memorial. Uh, I, I'm going to double check. I think the dad is still alive. Oh, he's just doing it to be cool to his dad. I yeah. like that. Yeah. 
And uh, he's got some skills because in a lot of them, it looks like the dad belongs there. And some of them, not so much. But yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, that's terrific. My final story. So in all this hubbub from Spotify, Joe Rogan and Neil Young and all that business, a rock band called the Pocket Gods have decided they're going to release a 1,000-track album on Spotify, and every track that's on the album will clock in at about 30 seconds. And there's a very good reason that they're doing this, because the current Spotify streaming model activates revenue from the stream of a song after 30 seconds of airing. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I think this is clever as hell. It's super, super clever. So... They get paid pretty much the same way, regardless of whether it's, you know, 35 seconds or three minutes long. So they're just recording a bunch of 30-second songs. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. All right. Finding love can be a challenge when you're in the middle of the apocalypse. And so this week, Greg and Jean are back with more touching tips on dating. Women love a man who will hold the door for them. So don't forget to bring one to your first date. Always be yourself on a first date unless you can beat Spider-Man. Then by all means, be Spider-Man. Ask your date which Hogwarts house they would be in, and if they get up and leave, that one was a keeper. Too bad. Saying I love you too quickly has the potential to scare away some people, but at the same time, remember that the only real rules to the dating thing are no means no, have fun, try not to take things too seriously. Everything else is just stupid societal pressure. Also, I love you. Break the ice by telling each other all the conspiracy theories you believe in or are open to believing because it's the fastest way to see how compatible you really are. I mean, I think that's true and it's also the fastest way to reveal how incompatible you really are. Right, exactly. Like, if if you... It's like how they always say, you know, hide your crazy. No, fuck that. Front load your crazy. Mm-hmm. Get it all out there. Have fun with it and don't try to hide it. Like, don't date someone for six months before you find out they're into QAnon. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Cause that, oh, fuck that. That is, that is a shoe that drops. And that, I, I don't, I don't know how I deal with that. Cause for me, it's like there's compatible conspiracy theories, things that I definitely, you know, will vibe with someone on. Like, obviously, Epstein didn't kill himself. That's something that every American agrees on. You know, then, uh, You've got your your left-wing conspiracy theories, your science conspiracy theories, your right-wing conspiracy theories, your mystical conspiracy theories, and figuring out where you vibe on these, Mm -hmm. that's real compatibility, and you can get there right away. I I think this is a solid tip. I'm glad you like it. I mean, we've never... We talk some about the conspiracy theories we both believe in, and we definitely believe in some, but not all of the same conspiracy theories. Okay, my final tip... Going in for that first kiss, boom, you just got COVID. Was it worth it? I hope so. And now it's time for the emotional weather. Uh, This week's emotional weather, dry, rye, and shy, shy. Hush, hush. Eye to eye. That's a great song. It really is. For For my dry weather, 
Gil and I recently underwent a couple of months of dry living. We're back to having the occasional glass of wine, but I wanted to take a second to remind every one of our listeners that you don't owe anyone, anyone at all, an explanation if you're choosing not to drink. And if they try to exert pressure on you to do so, you're well within your rights to leave and drop that person like humanity dropping the ball on climate change. Speaking of, uh, for my dry states weather, or for my dry weather, um, we are in the midst of a drought in the western states. If Mm -hmm. you live west of the Rockies, you already know about it and have known about it for many years. Um, It is continuing, and so far, worse this year than any year in recent memory so despite it being a relatively cool year yeah it's it's bad so yeah um, and and both of our homes are going to burn down not maybe not our actual houses fingers crossed but our communities yeah are going to be directly affected by fire just as they are going to be fires yeah absolutely uh my rye weather I've sometimes been described as having a wry sense of humor, mostly owing to my ability to say anything with a straight face, which I credit to my neurotype. But I wanted to give a shout out to one of my favorite comedians of all time, Stephen Wright. Without him, we wouldn't have the Mitch Hedbergs, Dimitri Martins of the world. And seriously, listen to his stuff. It's still relevant and it's still funny. Indeed, he is an underrated comedian. He really is. Not too many comedians out there whose material from like 20 years ago doesn't seem at least a little problematic. And like, I listened to some of his stuff and I was like, there's not a single joke in here I'd take exception to. Well, that's how I evaluate comedy. And that's why this is not an especially funny show. (laughs) Right. For my rye weather, I want to talk again, because I know I've mentioned him on the podcast. I want to talk again about one of my favorite authors, the English humorist P.G. Woodhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely hysterical he is the guy if you didn't catch my rant about this the first time around he is the guy who largely created what we think of as the modern british sense of humor without pg woodhouse there's no terry pratchett there's no douglas adams Mm -hmm. there's no neil gaiman so if you've never read pg woodhouse just pick him up His books are basically all free on Kindle anyway. All right, my shy, shy story. This one goes out to the shy guys. When people think about the Mario games, most of the time they're either thinking Goombas or Koopas, but shy guys are honestly one of my favorites. Originally introduced for Super Mario Bros. 2, they've certainly been a part of many Mario and Yoshi and even Zelda games since. In the midst of a global pandemic, the shy guys haven't taken their masks off once, and you love to see it. That's true. You gotta respect it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, folks. Introverts aren't real. All right. Most everything that you think you know about human psychology is a bunch of dumb bullshit that is just cargo cult pop psychology that is is about as relevant to your actual life as astrology. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, introversion as a character trait was something that was first theorized by Carl Jung, which he had a completely different definition for Mm -hmm. the people that are running around calling themselves introverts. Now it's what you are thinking of is introversion that you find people exhausting, that you prefer your own company, that being in groups of people makes you uncomfortable. Those are called social anxiety, misanthropy, 
and good old-fashioned narcissism. And in various combinations, those are the traits that make up what we think of as the introvert. It being that way doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't make you more sensitive. It's just, you're not well. But, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing stones from glass houses here. Neither am I. The reason that I don't like people is because I am a socially anxious, narcissistic misanthrope. But it's, there, there's no such thing as the introverted personality type. I mean, because you are you would think of yourself as an introvert, right? And there there are a lot of people that, that you struggle to relate to. I, I certainly but, do consider myself uh, someone who isn't particularly social. But you and I, when we met, I never got the sense that you were a quote-unquote introverted person. Hmm. You know? We were, we were vibing right away. We were talking and joking and laughing. We were very social with each other. I think that when we vibe with people, we feel extroverted because we want to get to know them. That's true. That's true. It's, you know, if, if you're feeling quote unquote introverted, it's because you're not vibing with the person you're talking to. And if you find that you don't vibe with most people, maybe it's them, maybe it's you, but it's not... It's not some immutable character trait that you have. Yeah, and that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Every star on the flag is another tally on the prison wall of the human condition. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week, we present facts about Tennessee. They don't actually forge pigeons in Pigeon Forge, so we still don't know where pigeons come from. (laughs) That's really funny. Tennessee is nicknamed the Volunteer State after trying to be picked first for a particularly important game of kickball. Nashville, of course, named after famous future Tennessee resident Pluto Nash. The state of Tennessee has 461 official state songs, and one of them is actually pretty good. The governor of Tennessee is Bill Lee, or Billy Lee, or Billy Famous Tennesseans include Andrew Jackson, Andrew Johnson, and Andrew <laughs> Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person in Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. Still no feedback. Shocking, I know. As always, I would like to give a shout out to our bros at Brose and to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find on Fiverr or at his website, awestprod.com. And of course, thank you to all of our loyal listeners, our wonderful Tims, our sister brother wives. You guys are the miracle whip on our sandwiches because you bring us peace and happiness. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at anchorpersons. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time. This is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying. Good night.
Listen up, buddy. It took a lot to get here. But it's going to take even more to get us out. Guards patrol the perimeter, armed with flashlights and pepper spray. If we can get that door open, we still have to avoid them and the alarms on the main door. I guess we can work our way around that by going through the big bay door I opened to get in here, but even then, we'll have to fight our way across an overgrown lawn and a seven-foot-tall chain-link fence. If, by some miracle, we get through, we've still got to travel 15 yards on foot before we can even get to my mom's Jetta. By the time we're on the road, they're going to know what happened. But if we can drive far and fast enough, we can get out of the way before any roadblocks or checkpoints go up. It's late, so traffic should be light. But I'm a little tipsy, and so I might need you to keep an eye out for cops when we're on the road. Anyway, once we see the city limits, there isn't a damn thing they can do to stop us. I'm not going to lie. The odds are against us. I don't know what I'm thinking. We have so much to lose. Ah, This was a dumb idea. No. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, let's go.